who wouldn't want to gamble on women's topless sports? I mean, I remember back during COVID when people were gambling on the weather. Yes. Um, while some in the golf world have already let me know that they think it's crazy or it's a bad idea or it's not going to sell. You know, I can tell you after two days, it's, it's doing all of that already. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers, the birthday boy, Chris Powers. He loves when people talk about his birthday. So Big we'll birthday definitely guy. About a lot. Big birthday guy. Lo- getting blown up on Slack. And uh, he just loves it. Loves the messages. So I have it in my calendar on my phone, as I told you guys, because yeah. CP's not on Facebook where all the birthdays are. So right. it's sort of, you know, to troll him because I know he doesn't like There birthdays. was like... My first like four years here, I no one knew. Was, no one knew. I, you were off the grid. You were off the. Birthday. I was. I was in the office one day on my birthday. No one knew. It was great. I, I didn't have to deal with all the. Yeah. Fake happy birthdays and. I could tell like once you knew that I found out when it was your birthday, you're like, oh shit, this is. Yeah, it's over now. Bad. Yeah. Steve set off the. You know, at eight eight fifteen. Happy birthday, Chris! And then of course it's like everybody's like, bah, 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 you know, firing back. Um. Yeah, so we'll 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 talk about that a little more. But no, we have a, we have a big big show today. I should have said it right off at the top because we have we have two guests. Uh, one of which is getting a lot of attention on Twitter on social media because she well she has a big following. Um, Holly Saunders will be joining us, of course, of Golf Channel and Fox Sports fame. Now the founder of Exposed Sports, new. Uh, topless sports league uh she, she definitely steve she definitely said some words that we've never heard before on this podcast like, oh, yeah just, yeah if, if believe people, it or not make it yeah. in. if they if make people it are, if people are listening to this with uh children under the age of 14 yeah. you might want to uh, yeah. be careful maybe listen to it on your own time go to the yeah, dylan, right? the dylan yeah. newman at the uh dylan newman very dylan. wholesome that's <laughs> like dylan the dichotomy newman. of both of these things yeah. You know the traditional right. open champion, and then right. That's how. That's what we do. Something that's for we everybody. Do. Yeah, <laughs> something. It's something for everybody. But yeah, you might at least the first ten minutes or so of Holly, um, you might want to put the earmuffs on the kids. But um, <laughs> Dylan Newman will also be joining us. He just won the Met Open. Um, we'll get into it a bit. The Met Open, by the way, used to be literally like a, an actual major. Yep. I mean, like Byron Nelson won it. Uh, Gene Sarazen, Walter Hagen, all the big names played in it back in the day. Now, I, you know, it changed at some point. It became more of a local event. But of the, you know, local tournaments throughout the country, we always joke about the Met. We're all Met guys. We, you know, we do our own Met Player of the Year award. Uh, <laughs> but this is, uh, it's a huge event. And uh, seriously, congrats to, to Dylan. So, uh, and it was cool because I, I used to cover him when he was uh, in high school. So fun chat with him coming up as well. Uh, and, and again, with Holly Saunders, I'm sure everybody's tuning in to hear that. But first, a little Victor Hovland talk. I've got my Oklahoma State shirt. This is a, this is an old Ricky Fowler Puma shirt. I've kept it around in case I ever needed it for something. I, I thought it might be Ricky at the U.S. Open this year. Uh, he did win Rocket Mortgage. I, unfortunately, I was away. But now I have it in celebration of Victor. He's also a Puma guy, too, so it kind of works out. Um, guys, Victor Hovland is suddenly the best player on the planet. We're going to get into a little player of the year debate in a second, but for right now, obviously for this last two weeks, 
the 61 at Olympia Fields with the 28, the 63 yesterday at Eastlake with, with Xander Shoffley breathing down his neck and the 18 million. Um, how impressed were you guys with Victor Hovland winning the tour championship and the 2023 FedEx Cup? Yeah, we talked about it last week. You know, the the resort king label is so, so dead. Uh, the place he's, the king. he's just the king now. He's just the goat. <laughs> uh, the places he's won this year, Mirfield Village before this stretch. I mean, it's why I bet him a bunch at at majors this year, and he he's yep. been so close. So this is not surprising at all. He's a top three ball striker in the world, and he's now fixed his short game quite a bit. That's obvious. Um, that's no longer just like an, an anecdotal sort of thing. There's stats that back it up and the eye test backs it up too. Um, so yeah, these are, these are big things for Vic and now he's got 18 million additional dollars in the, in the bank. He's a big poker guy. So I'm sure he's aware that he just like blew out of the water. The world series of poker main event uh, champion, 18 milli. That's, that's big stuff. Amazing. Yep. Um, shows too. You got to marry up the putter with the ball striking, which Scotty did not do this year, and Victor definitely did at least these last few months. And he's always been a, a solid putter, but uh, you know he gained like over six strokes this this pat or at BMW, and I'm sure he gained a bunch this week too. Um, just a fun guy to watch too. I think you're noticing like you know people really like him. Casuals, diehard fans, like he's a really easy guy to root for. He's you know he's from Norway. Kind of talks like American, but you can tell he's got a little accent. Um, he's a funny quote. Obviously, we've heard him the stay off the weed quote was all time. And, um, <laughs> I see the one <clears throat> about him saying he's not going to spend money out the wazoo now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going viral as well. So a guy people can root for, a fun guy to watch. Like, you know, Scotty's a good dude, but he can be pretty, pretty boring to watch the way he, he plays the game. Victor, you know, he takes a uh, mighty lash at it with his driver hits this nice cut and i love the way he puts he 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 rams him in um which is a guy after my own heart a guy who uh juices him juices him to the hole past the hole when he needs to so um fun dude to watch and uh yeah i mean we are people have already said it but we're probably looking at world number one in, in uh maybe next year at some point yeah, I mean, at some point for sure, it just seems impossible that he wouldn't be world number one. Um, he's he's on a on a heater right now. We've seen him do it at the big events, um, or at least hang tough. I mean, that you know that runner up at the PGA was huge. And you look back at it now, and what's happened since then. He didn't win that day, but everybody just expected him to go away against Brooks Kepka, and he hung in there, and he really. If it weren't for that, you know, that one lip on the, what it was, that 16th hole, the yeah. bunker, I mean, he's right there. So he hung tough. He he did it. You know, he hung in there with the the supposed, or not the supposed, the, the, the best closer in the game in Brooks Kepka. I think that did a lot for him. And then, you know, he ends up taking down uh, the, the Memorial, one of the biggest non-majors on the schedule, and then two playoff events in a row um, against the cream of the crop with all the money on the line. Uh, I, I, yeah, I couldn't be more impressed with him, but like you said, CPA, he's just a guy, um, everybody and Steve, everybody wants to root for, uh, he just seems like a fun guy, good guy. Um, yeah, the Stillwater quote, quote was amazing. Again, I'm wearing my Oklahoma state. He, he lives or he has a residence in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And he said, you know, the money goes pretty far there. So <laughs> he doesn't need 18 million. Um, his, his 
future generations of his family will have chips and guac for life at uh chipotle he doesn't have to worry he's celebrating with a a meal from chipotle and in the parking lot last night i mean he's just a fun guy steve i mean and and steve you mentioned you bet him we've all bet him so much and i know we've talked about he broke my heart last year at the british open he maybe just wasn't quite ready for the spotlight yet but now he is unfortunately though now we're never going to get good prices on him again i mean i think he was 50 to 1 at the open last year now he's going to be you know, 10 to one, 12 to one at the next few majors, probably. Yeah. You know, I still think the other guys will be more popular. Um, I haven't looked at the masters odds yet, but you know, he's still going to be priced under the Rory's and Rom's and Scotty's. So, you know, a 14 to one isn't too far from what he was at the majors this year. Maybe it was like 2022. So yeah, definite uh, decrease, but um, yeah. And you look at, I was just looking at this. I mean, the top three guys for team Europe, uh, at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, 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 you would so much rather Europe's top three yeah. than U.S. right now. Scotty, yeah. Scotty Cantlay and Xander versus – and Xander had a great Sunday with the 62 and, you know, take nothing away. Well, throw, to be fair, throw Brooks in there. Throw Brooks in there. Yeah. Yes. Take yeah. out – take out – at the world rankings. Take out Xander or Cantley and, and throw and throw Brooks in there. Yeah, and, so Xander, Scheffler, and, and, and Kepka, But still, there's Rory, Rahm, and Hovland. Oh, yeah. No, it's still no comparison. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, Team Europe, it's plus 150. You know, we talked about it when it's uh, plus it's going down. Yeah. You, you just they go, I, put, I play golf with Nagel Friday. He said a, it's a foregone conclusion that Europe's winning. Really? Yeah. Oh, we blew it, Steve, because we talked about it. We were all over it, and now it's creeping down to plus 150, which is still nice because, again, if they're just as good of a team, which it looks like they are. And, by the way, I mean, Morikawa had a nice week at least. Yeah. Terrible weekend, but a nice week. That was huge because he oh, – my a big question mark for me. But Jordan Spieth? I mean, he's terrible. Like, <laughs> honestly, I know he's number eighth or ninth on the Ryder Cup points. I don't even know how that's possible. If you look at all the, he should not, he's going to be on the team hundred percent, but I'm just saying like, if you actually took the 12 best right now, he would not be one of the 12 best and he's getting on there. Um, you know, you have some of these other guys getting on there who have made either late runs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know Europe, it's a little tough for them to fill out the team too, with like surefire got fire yeah. guys, but, but they, I don't know. Like you said, Steve, at the top, they are are really strong. I mean, Victor Hovland, you know, we always talk about Scotty never having a bad week. Victor Hovland didn't miss a cut this year. Um, he he never has a bad week. And and it, you know, when he rolls in a few putts, he not only wins, he shoots these insane scores. Uh, mm-hmm. so and you know, Rory tweaked his back, so maybe you could say, Oh, well, maybe there's questions, but he looked fine over the weekend. And then Rom, I don't know, Rom was Ron was tough. He missed some short putts. He's he's definitely slumping. He's definitely pressing a little. Um, I got killed on a. Uh, I, by the way, I'm I'm o for whatever following our boy Gordo, and one of them <laughs> Ron Cantley matchup. Rom is beating him all week. I mean, he never even saw Cantley's name, but typical Cantley, <laughs> never a chance, never sniffed contention, and oh. he ended up in the top five, six, whatever, because he has one good round on a Sunday, meaningless round, and he beats Rom. So I lose that anyway, but um, yeah, it was uh, guys. What do you think about Scotty Scheffler? I mean, the, the putting they showed him yesterday. I mean, he's missing. He misses like a two footer every round. 
it, it's really jarring to watch. Pair him up with uh, with our boy Harmon. I think Zach Johnson should should pair those two up. Mm. Okay. I mean, so I heard a, a rumor, and this is just a rumor, but oh, okay, we like rumors. Rumor mongering. Yeah, potentially at a major this year, um, Scotty may have overheard a putting lesson from another player and okay. tried to implement that in his game. Wow. Oh, and it threw him off. And it might have thrown him off because he hasn't really uh, put mm-hmm. it too well since then. No. Uh, it's, so I just, kind of a juicy rumor. There might that not is be a juicy rumor. Yeah. That, that's interesting. And that's why, you know, that's like with us, scroll, you know, constantly looking at different tips and whatever. Like, right. you hear all these information. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Yeah. It, throw, it can throw you off. Um, yeah, Scotty, it, it's wild to me. And, and I want to hear what you guys think. I still think, well, no, I don't. Rom's the player of the year. I, I thought Scotty had a chance to win player of the year if he won the FedEx Cup because yeah. FedEx Cup is a big deal. It's not a major, obviously, but it, it, FedEx Cup players uh, yeah. and the one other win, then it's like, okay, it's three wins versus Rom's four. He doesn't have a major, but he has the players, which is kind of the fifth major and the FedEx Cup, which is like the sixth major, you could say, or you could say that you could say that's the fifth major. And never had a bad week. Obviously, we know the streak, the top 12 streak, everything else, the historic ball striking. To me, he had a great case. He just had to put, you know, close the door. He had a two-shot lead going into this weird tournament. And he he blew it. So now, to me, I think it's, it's, it's not Victor. He didn't quite do enough. Obviously, like we just said, amazing year, but he's not there. He's not there quite yet. To me, Rom has to win this award, or I can never take this award seriously again. <laughs> Four wins, including the Masters. I know he has hasn't done as much the last few months, but I don't know what. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, the only other case I could think of that would be Wyndham Clark. Maybe I don't know because he's got two wins, know, big, an elevated right. event, obviously, and the major, right? Um, but yeah, I don't. It this seems like foregone conclusion, Rom, as well. Yeah, because Rom also won an elevated event at the Genesis, yeah. and then right, at- right, right, right. Two other wins, Kapalua and Amex, I think, which are, you know, one's a small field and Amex. Yeah, that was actually a better field this year. Um, but yeah, it was that, that was it. Was that elevated too? Amex? I don't yeah. think. Oh, no, Kapalua. Kapalua was yeah, Kapalua. Yeah, but you know, smaller field, whatever. Right. But so I'm, see, so I'm saying you won Kapalua and Genesis. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, um, and, and well, Scheffler won. Waste management, right? That was that was elevated too. So I mean, they both their wins are are high quality, but again, Rom has more wins and he won a Masters, which is what put obviously Scotty over the top last year, winning the Masters. So I think even Scotty would say Rom should be the Player of the Year. Right? I wonder who who it would be if Brooks Brooks won the Masters in the PGA. Obviously, he would not win it. Right. Then who would it be? I guess Scotty because of the players. Probably. Or maybe then, maybe then right. Wyndham Clark would, would slide in there. Right, but maybe Wyndham Clark. <laughs> yeah, that would have made a real mess of things if because if, Brooks obviously doesn't count, but he, if he sucked up half the majors, yeah, that would have been interesting. I mean, yeah, again, Brooks, if he if he played on tour, you got he has a runner-up and a, and a win at a major already. If he did anything else, of course, he would have been in the mix too. But, uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Rom. I, I feel bad for Scotty. I've never seen someone look so miserable on the course over the weekend. Hmm. 
and it's crazy. You haven't played with CP recently, then. That's true. Well, I have, Possible. but he, I mean, he looked so miserable, and he was still kind of like kind of in the hunt, but he just knew he was, he just, he can't putt. He can't putt right now. Um, and he knew he, for a second year in a row, he had this two shot lead um, and he, he didn't get the job done. And as much as these guys win, it's still a big difference to win 18 million versus, I mean, he finished, what did he end up finishing? Barely top 10. I think, I mean, like he, you know, he probably, he cost himself there was a lot of there was a lot of choking down the stretch yesterday. You noticed the top of the board. It was Morikawa didn't Morikawa finish like three over yesterday. Um, Keegan struggled. I had Keegan over Morikawa in a matchup, and um, wow. Colin made a twelve footer on eighteen to rip my heart out. Typically, I well, I got I again like I, I like I said I got killed with the Cantley Rom thing. It's like Cantley. Ah, <laughs> He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's so annoying. He like doesn't do anything those first couple of days, and he yeah. just hangs around and makes his move on the weekend. And, and cost yeah. me thousands of dollars uh, in the right. set. He's my fantasy. Right. That That's right. MF do we know who won? Uh, who won the seventy-two hole? Xander, right? Xander. Oh no, they tied. Oh, they tied. Wow. I know this because so here's an interesting thing. So I'm in a weekly pick'em pool. And we each pick a guy. At majors, we pick two. We each pick a guy. One guy picked Hovland. No one picked Xander. So they tie. And so last time, I'm like, uh, what do we do? But I, so I, I thought it was fair. I, we did kind of like a, you know, hibachi dead heat uh, thing. We, we split it because that's what they would do. That's what they did, right? On DraftKings, if they split, yeah, they would, they, you would, whatever your odds are, you would get it cut in two. Because yeah. two guys tied, right? Okay, so since we don't do with odds, we're just doing even odds. It was up to fifty a man for the pot, so we gave the guy twenty five bucks. I think that was fair, twenty five each. So we still won a nice little pot, but you know, obviously he could have won, but he also could have lost if they had had a playoff. And um, I guess they split the world. They both get credit for a win, world ranking points wise, which is pretty wild. Yeah. So stupid. I mean, because uh, that happened a couple years ago. I think it was Na and Rom both shot the low gross, and they got and Xander's gotten the world ranking points before here. I mean, God, he he owns this course, mm-hmm. and yeah. yet none of us bet him. Um, but yeah, so interesting little scenario there with them tying. They both shot nineteen under. I think Wyndham Clark was third at twelve under. So big gap with those guys um by the way you mentioned keegan bradley and i was i was upset that he didn't play as well over the weekend because i think he should be on the team yeah uh, and i think he should 100 percent be on the team over a guy like like uh justin thomas i think he should make the team over speed he's not again i know i'm dreaming yeah, if they put jt and speed together we have to it's a joke it's whale kind of- mortgage farm on the other the other team i think so i agree I don't know, but I, I think that would be Yannick Paul and somebody they're going to murder those two. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it ends up being Spieth and Thomas playing together, this thing was all just scripted from from day one. I mean, let's be honest. So I was rooting for Keegan. Um, I'm again, I'm glad Morikawa played well because he was even kind of on the bubble. He's a hundred percent in now. I know Ricky's a hundred percent in now, but he's really slowed down the last few weeks. Whereas, you know, a guy like Glover, we were talking about 
uh, Keegan's a great driver of the ball. So I like Keegan, um, you know, Glover. I like him as a career guy. I, I wish he would get a, a chance. And then your boy, your Georgia guy, Henley, everybody keeps talking about what an accurate driver he is. He yep. had a weekend too. I thought if he had made and made some noise, he, over the weekend, he's like the perfect, perfect team yeah. play, yeah. drive it, put it, approach it, everything. He does it all well. Straight makes putts. Yeah. He's not gonna make it though. He's not gonna make it. And I I think he probably should make it. Um so and and if you're gonna put guys like that on, you gotta make tough decisions. So anyway, I know I know some of these guys are probably set already, but um I would like to see Keegan and Lucas Glover make it. I don't think Lucas Glover's not gonna make it. I hate to say it. But I would like to see them make it. I would like to see Russell Henley make it too. I don't think any of those guys are going to make it. Maybe Keegan makes it. Um, don't think so. No, don't think so. Still, yeah, it's going to be tough. We'll 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 have to see. Um, all right, let's get to our chat with Holly Saunders. Uh, again, great talk with her. We didn't know where this was going to go. Uh, <laughs> we hoped we hoped we would get into some you know some serious talk about her former career on TV and everything else. And she, she really opened up and gave us the goods. So we really appreciate that. Of course, she also wanted to uh, talk about her new league uh, exposed sports, which just launched this last week. So she's excited about that. Um, she might be making Victor Hovland money, by the way. I mean, who knows this thing? I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this thing could really take off. So anyway, please have a listen to our chat with Holly Saunders. All right. We are excited to welcome former golf channel, former Fox sports host, and now the current founder of exposed sports, Holly Saunders. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Guys, thank you for having me. I, I, you know, when they asked me who would I like to give the exclusive interview to in the golf world, it had to be you guys. So thank you so much for having me. Wow, We really appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, Well, obviously we were supposed to connect on Tuesday, but I know that was a huge day for you. You had so much going on. I think that was your official launch day. So tell us how did it all go down and and how's it going so far with exposed sports? Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't get on Tuesday. It was at 8 AM and that was prime time as the launch started and people started coming to the site and all the girls started posting that day too on Instagram. So I was just managing it, making sure all the tags were right. As you know, that's so important. And uh, it's been great so far. We actually have a couple major sponsors that after two days already want to get involved. And one, oh. of them makes a, one of them makes a lot of sense. So okay. um, we're okay. about to take it to the next level, but it has to do with gambling. So okay. who wouldn't want to gamble on women's topless sports? <laughs> I mean, I remember back during COVID when people were gambling on the weather. Yes. Um, so, you know, who wouldn't want to be the exclusive partner of that? So, yeah, I mean, that's why I created this. I just think that, that there's nothing like it out here in, in any space. And um, while some in the golf world have already let me know that they think it's crazy or it's a bad idea or it's not going to sell, you know, I can tell you after two days, it's, it's doing all of that already. Wow. Well, yeah, tell yeah. us just a little more about, about it. Um, you know, I think everybody who's on Instagram or you know, has seen clips or, uh, you know, and, and you've been touting it for a while now. Yeah. Uh, what, where did the idea come from? And yeah, just tell us a little more about it. Who are the, who are the girls involved? What are the stories? Sure. Yeah. What's going on with it? 
Sure. So the idea came about, you know, about five months ago, Oscar and I were honestly laying in bed. We were watching TV. I forget what Netflix show we were watching, but we were like, you know, this is why don't I have so many hot girlfriends from Instagram and they have such a great following. Why don't we do something together? So we're like Googling topless sports, naked Mm. sports, you know, Um, and of course, there's Girls Gone Wild. And then I kind of drew inspiration from the band show with Adam Carolla many years ago with the girls on trampoline and it was just fun and it was sexy. And I was like, I can't believe nobody's doing this. So it made a lot of sense. We started writing down and I still have the piece of paper um, back in LA, the piece of paper, we were like skin sports. What should it be? Exposed sports. Boom. It made sense. The, the, the O was connected. We can make this like thing. And it just kind of went from there. And and I contacted, um, Ashley Kutzfeld, who is, um, you know, this beautiful photographer that I shot with three years ago, we worked together a lot. And I said, you have to be the lead creative, you know, Mm because she's done the covers of Playboy Vixen. She knows how to make women look beautiful. I said, I got to have you. So we worked on her immigration. She was in Canada then. Mm -hmm. And we got her, um, you know, down to Vegas. She now lives in Vegas and, and helps me run the company. And uh, we pulled on a couple other videographers that we know the girls love. And we said, let's do it. Film the first one. And and uh, I think the first one, we tried to do more traditional sports. We tried to do the basketball and bowling. And what we learned through the editing process is that the girls need to be touching. You know, okay. the girls need. So so we kind of went more toward like the fraternity college style, like fantasies. So we have the oil wrestling. We have okay. mechanical, mechanical penis riding, you know, like a mechanical bowl, except it's a big weenie um and it's just fun stuff fun stuff like bobbing for dildos you know it's it's like almost like party games but we also have the traditional sports as well because sometimes we'll get a girl in there who is like a professional wrestler or you know she does adult films but she specializes in stuff like that so we really try to pick the girls carefully and we've got a lot of crowd favorites is there any plans to get golf included in exposed sports because i'd imagine that would do pretty well too I, I would love to. It's just I'm having a hard time finding a course that will yeah. allow me to do it, especially like a, like a country, you know, right. a country club's not going right. to allow that. And the, the, the women there are going to be screaming, you know, no way. Um, so I got to find a course that I can rent out for the day and make right. sure there's no houses around. Um, right. Because, you know, everybody's going to be hanging out their window watching. Right. They see a film crew going by and girls bouncing mm. on the carts. So right. I got I to plan that carefully. Maybe we start out with putt-putt and then we mm. work our way up. But I you think know. there's a lot of great shots, like I said, of the girls in the cart, slow motion, you know, yeah. hitting hitting different bumps in the road and the close-ups yeah. of that. So I have that all planned in my mind. I also nice. got to find the girls who are able to play. Um, well, that's true. So there, there's right. a couple of there's a couple of them because if I'm right. going to do golf, I'm going to do it right because right. that's my baby. Of course, right, yeah. right. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned you know you said you've already kind of shifted away from the more traditional sports, but I was going to wonder. I was wondering, like, do any of these you know girls have? Obviously, you were a great golfer, a great yeah. golfer. Do any of these girls have athletic to actual athletic talents as well? Yeah, a lot of them have athletic okay. backgrounds. Like they might have played volleyball or okay. you know, soccer. So a lot of the girls are very athletic. The one thing is that they have to be fit. Like they have got to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I have girls of all ethnicities and ages, but they've got to be in good shape and they've got to represent us in an athletic way. And I really want to, I mean, we just started, we just started. So now that yeah. we have a product to show, I really want to get 
like the Paige Van Zants of the world, you know, former UFC fighters or bare knuckle fighters. I want mm -hmm. real athletes. So once, you know, everybody sees our product now and they trust us in the market, to, right. you know, as a woman, you want to look good. You don't want all right. these bad angles, you know, and that's why I have a woman as my lead creative. And I'm a woman. I review every piece of the film to make sure there's no like boob out of place. Like everybody looks beautiful and i have four makeup artists there at all times like everybody looks gorgeous during competition so you get this like glam um athletic it's just it's there's nothing like it out there so that's why i just thought it was really important to put it together and with my sports background and and tv background i know what people want to see like i yeah. know what's entertaining so you're only going to get those parts of it but the whole gambling component to this is yeah. what i was after from the beginning because that takes it to a different level and it's fun right. so this is a live event right so if i paid and tell people like a little about the logistics um you know where i would pay to be able to watch it and if i'm gambling on it obviously it's a live event so take us sure it's a it's exposedsports.com and right mm -hmm. now we filmed everything everything was edited and taped okay. but as we know, gambling has to be live. Yeah. So we're able to switch over to that. And um, the platforms I'm talking to right now, I'm not going to say which ones we're getting close with. But um, of course, that has to be live. And we're able to, to switch to that at any time. And after we've done three filmings now, we have 10 to 12 different girls in every single filming because um, we want variety. But we may be heading toward now we're learning the crowd favorites. Yeah, you know, right. so um, I may be heading toward like the American Gladiators where they chose 10 to 12 people that, yeah. that are the regular cast. Did you watch right. that documentary? I watched the American yes. Gladiators documentary. Yeah, and that's so what good. I feel like I'm going through right now because they changed the name a million times. They they changed Fine. the contestants to get right. the right thing. Um, but they have this product that, you know, is hot. Right. Mm -hmm, so right. I'm just trying to figure out the, the best way to present it now. You had to start somewhere to yep. figure out who's the favorites. What are the events that people like the best? Because I have people telling me now they're like, I want to see two big girls. I want to see two heavyweights just go 12 rounds and just beat the shit out of each other. And I'm like, OK, you know, every, there, there's a taste for everything. I'm listening to all the feedback now right. and right. Uh, making any changes. Well, you mentioned the feedback, and I know you said you've already gotten some great feedback, and especially from potential sponsors. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always going to be negative comments, and I know you've dealt with that for years. Are you just oh at this point used to that? I mean, because obviously you've gone a less traditional route, let's say, sure. with your career. Are you just used to that by now, and does that not even bother you anymore? Oh, my God, Alex. Um, you know, everybody in the golf world especially wants me to still be the 21-year-old girl in in the Puma golf outfit talking to Martin Hall. And it's like, I grew up, I've, I've, you know, the golf world, as much as I love it, is a very small subset of the real world. You know, um, I moved to LA, I went to Fox, I, I covered the NFL, I've, you know, I, I have a boyfriend who's an A-list celebrity, you know, I've been, you know, in that world now where it's completely different and all the criticism you're getting, especially now that I'm getting from Latina women, because <laughs> mm -hmm. Oscar is like, they're, they're everything. So I've, I've gotten criticism from every place in the entire world and it keeps coming every single day. I mean, somebody wrote an article the other day about this project and said that it's the lowest that I've ever been, or that it's, it's so sad what's happening. It's like, what the, f yeah. I look good. I'm, you know, 
with in a great relationship with an awesome person i you know have done very well in my career i made so much more money than i ever made on tv <laughs> and it's and i and i can make my own schedule and i right. just launched this league that i think is going to go through the roof so honestly people just talk people love to talk but when they meet you in person they're like hey can i have a photo so, you know right. so it's just people love to talk they love to talk shit mm. and after 15 years of this I am numb to it. So they yeah. can say whatever they want. But it's also funny because when I don't have a boyfriend, they love me. Like they're like, oh <laughs> my gosh, can right. can I take you out? Oh my goodness, right. can we play golf? And then you have a boyfriend and they're like, you know, <laughs> like you're so ugly. What have right. you done to yourself? So right. I mean, I have been through it all. And you just got to keep going because if you listen to those people, I mean, half of them, I don't even know how they exist on Twitter. They're bots. So it's right. like, I don't, I don't even know how that works when they get like stuck to your account and just talk shit. Then they go talk about Donald Trump and then they go talk about, you know, some other stuff. But it's like, I mean, you guys know, you guys yeah. know by now. It, it is what it is. If you have a, um, like a thin skin, social media is not the place for you. Yeah. Like, like the world is not a place for you. Yeah. So, so that I'm, I'm used to it. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, I believe. is, is the That's exactly right. That's what Oscar always says. He's like, if nobody is, you know, talking bad about it, then that just right. means you're doing nothing. So. Right, right, right. You, you mentioned the, the money, and I know you did an interview a few years ago where I think you said that you make 20 times as much as you did on mm -hmm. TV. Is that, oh, yeah. is that true? Oh, that's that's sure. definitely fair to say. Wow. Yeah, that's I was amazing. working at Golf Channel. Um, I won't say the number, but I mean, um, at the end of Golf Channel, I was doing three shows because I would do the morning show in the morning. I'd get in at 4 a.m., do the morning show from 7 to 9. That would repeat then on TV. I would stay and then tape something, an instructional show of some sort. Mm -hmm. And right. then on my days off, um, they would have me go film playing lessons with the pros. Mm -hmm. So they just kept adding and adding to the point where at the end, you know, morning drive, I was on what it was at the 18 was on Thursday to Monday, because that's when the action is right. Then Tuesday, I would do the instructional show. Wednesday, I would fly out to do playing with growth. So that's seven days a week. I was dead. Like right. I was dead. And you're paying me peanuts. And so, of course, I'm going to go to Fox. Like, goodbye, you know, and I get to move to L.A. I get to make my own schedule. I get to have an off season. And mm -hmm. so that was that was that. And then at the end of Fox, um, it was just, I had after 10 years of it and being scripted and told what to say and to cut my hair and to, to wear baggy clothing and wear a polo, I had just had enough. So mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what's next, but I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. Like at least for a while, I'm out of TV. So then I was like, you know, I have a really strong brand. I have some really strong fans. And I started learning how to monetize that. And then COVID hit, everything shut down. And, you know, people were paying just to see their, their favorite people, whether you're in a bikini, whether, you know, whether other people are doing full on whatever it is, which is not what I did, but like, you know, they, they want to pay to see that you connect greater with them. And I learned there's a huge business there, which led me to all the different girls now that I know on Instagram. And mm. this is, this, this is where I'm at now. So it's like, people think that being on television and being on golf channel is the greatest thing you can do mm -hmm. until you're actually there and you understand like it's all scripted you mm -hmm. know and 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 if i were around i swear if i were still there when this whole live thing happened i would have gotten fired because <laughs> i i love the live and i love mm -hmm. what they tried to do and i love that there was competition in that space 
And everybody kept telling me, you know, oh, Leva's going to get out of this. They're going to back down. Their TV partner sucks. I'm like, you watch. They have money as far as the desert can go. They're right. not getting out of this. They're invested in this. And what happens? PJ Tour had to fold. And they had, you know, now they're together. So it is what it is. And and I swear if I was still at Golf Channel, though, and they told me I had to go against the lid and say all those horrible things they did, knowing in a business mind that they were going to merge someday, it was inevitable. Like, I would have gotten fired because I would have been like, this is fucking stupid. You guys are wrong. Right. Do you think if you would have told yourself, like, when you started at Golf Channel, hey, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, I'm going to be the founder of exposed of sports, top of sports league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think your reaction would have been? Would have been like, yeah, well, I believe in myself. I have this great idea. I believe that I could execute it. Or, I mean, that time was so different in sports media. Would you have been like, of course. I cannot believe I would have been like, if somebody told me in 15 years, you're about to marry Oscar De La Hoya and you're going <laughs> to manage a topless sports league. I would have been like, yes, fucking <laughs> right. I am like, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. And right. that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so, so I mean, the world has changed so much. I mean, you, if you told me back in 2011 when we started Morning Drive that this would even be possible, like I think Twitter was available back then. Instagram wasn't a big deal, if I remember right. correctly. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody would have laughed at it, right? Because everybody back then had conventional jobs, mm -hmm. and you went into an office and you went into work and you did it the right way and you went through college. Now you got girls coming out of of high school they're 18 years old making you know 10 million dollars a year because they're popular on the internet i would have been shocked if you had told me that that would be a possibility but here we are i mean if you're not evolving in all of this you're getting left behind like i mean mm -hmm. you you guys know now that you can make so much money profiting off of your own podcast which is your own you know you guys this is your brand people tune in for your personalities that you've built you don't have to just work for the man to be popular you guys are your own your own voice so i think it's a great thing and and again if you're if you're not evolving you're going to get left behind but to answer your question if somebody asked me back yeah. in 2011 if if i would think that if i would be like whoa wow i would be like hell yes when i'm 35 i'm going to be doing this that sounds like a like a ton of fun yeah. right how about um with with uh nil these days what do you you think you would have raked at, at michigan state and you know being a big internet oh. <laughs> man isn't that crazy like Libby what's dunn. her name uh, olivia dunn yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i just oh saw God. a commercial with her for some yeah. athletic clothing last night um i i just think it's it's incredible um i think i think it's a great thing and right. um you know i guess i probably would have had some training back then how to use social media but i also think i would have gotten in trouble um <laughs> because she seems like a really sweet like girl and i think that i would have been posting all my fun college stuff on there too so i might have ruined ruined the brand back then but <laughs> if there were a camera on me but um i think it's great what they're doing i think it's really cool but now the challenge is for them um you know you're you're and she's a gymnast right she's she's yeah. active she's a gymnast what happens after that because you can't be a gymnast too long so how do you maintain that popularity or do you just make that money now invest yeah. it and not worry about it. You know, if you're making five, 10 million a year, you properly right. invest it, you're set for the rest of your life. But like when you're a popular gymnast at 21, what do you do when you're 25 or 26? So right. what's the longevity of that? And do people, do you care? You know, when you have that kind of cash. 
Speaking of cameras and and taking a trip down memory lane, I think it's been ten years since you were on the cover of Golf Digest. Uh, I, isn't that crazy? That's how I was. Gonna, how crazy is that? And and looking back on that, you know, was that how, oh. did that help your career? Did that hurt? You know, what 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 was that like for you? Man, I think that was twenty fourteen, and it came out right around my birthday. And I think I was twenty three that year or twenty four that year. And the idea that you guys Golf Digest asked me to do that. I think I was the first woman in 20 years to be on the cover at that point. It was either Annika or Lorena Ochoa that were the last one. So for me, I just, that was so special to me. I couldn't believe that that was happening. And um, I remember getting a lot of blowback from the like women on the LPGA tour because they said it should have been a a female golfer. Mm -hmm. It should have been a female golfer. And and Golf Digest was like, hey, we're we're going with who's popular and who's going to sell, right? So I appreciated you guys for that and doing something something new and something out of the box. And I think that turned into the fitness issue, which after mm-hmm. me was Paulina. Right. And then I think Paige uh, Spiranak did it after yep. me. So it was it was like probably the biggest honor, I would say, during my Golf Channel time to have mm-hmm. uh, Golf Digest choose me for that. And it was really the first photo shoot that I ever did because I was uh-huh. still a kid. So I remember Golf Channel being... Uh, very protective of like me in a sports bra or airbrushing out some of the tattoos I had. And and that just kind of speaks to like, to who I am, because even back then I wanted to be sexy and I wanted to be free and I wanted to, to, you know, I'm like, I have tattoos. So what show it like, that's, that's who I am. People will embrace me more for that. And uh, TV just wants you to be very vanilla and they want you to be very, um, man, I don't even know the word boring. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so you don't upset anybody. And right. after a while, I mean, somebody who has an opinion in life and who feels strongly about stuff and wants to be their own person, they're going to rebel against that. And they're going to go off and do their own thing. And I think that's kind of kind of where I where I was because I was too much of a free spirit to, you know, as much as I love my co-hosts there. That's the one thing I did love when I did TV was my co-hosts mm-hmm. and I had a really good time with them. Um I, I really don't want to talk about the Valero Texas Open second round when I know nobody's watching and, and there's a no, rain delay. You don't delay even want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, in the morning, we. sometimes sometimes I would get in in the mornings at 5 a.m. and they'd say, there's a delay on the European tour. Or there's there's a delay of some sort because it would run through the night. And they're like, you're going to be on for four hours today. I'm like, live? And there's no golf going on. Yeah, figure it out. Like, that's a talent. To, to host for four hours with yes. Charlie Reimer or whoever it had been, yeah. David Hack, and to come up with interesting stuff to say for four hours. But um, yeah, I mean, that's I do miss the live TV part of it and, and the show part of it. I don't miss the live events. I don't miss the scripted questions to ask. And I don't miss the sidelines where you have no personality. I miss, I miss the morning show. That was fun. Yeah. Right. Do you still keep in touch with any of those people you worked with? And uh, you mentioned some of the feedback have you gotten some positive feedback from people who used to work with too? Yeah. And I think, I think that people also like don't know how to approach me now too, because it's, it's yeah. been such a long time and, and their, their lives have gone a different way too. Um, like Charlie now is, is doing something completely different. Right. Gary's not with golf channel anymore. Right. Um, right. Damon had to move up to Connecticut, which is a whole other thing, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, Golf Channel's not even in Orlando anymore. Right, right. right. And um, I mean, that I, I think back, what if I had signed that deal with Golf Channel? They wanted me to extend for five years back in 2014. What if I had done that? I, I would be there and then they would tell me I have to leave and I got to move to Connecticut. 
and I have to like reapply for my own job is what I was hearing from some of the people, some of the producers down there. They were like, we had to reapply for our own jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been here for 15 years and I had to reapply for my job and move my family to Connecticut. Like that sucked. <laughs> like I, I would have been like, what? So right. in the end, I, I am very happy with all the decisions I made. And I'm, uh, you know, I wish I had stayed in closer touch with a lot of those people. I've talked to Gary. Um, and when Morning Drive ended, what was it? Like 20, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, Morning Drive ended. I did talk to everybody then. And, and I'm proud of the run that it had. Um, I'm proud that it lasted for 10 years, 11 years almost, because I remember in the beginning, they were like, listen, if this doesn't do numbers and this doesn't do well, you guys are all out of a job. So Mm -hmm. I remember just like walking on eggshells every single day, because what did we replace? I think we replaced like, what was it? Uh, Some, the the diamond face sandwich commercial. Oh, yeah, the infomercials. Yeah, sure. Driver commercial. (laughs) Alien wedge. Yeah. And they were making revenue off of that. So right. they were like, listen, if you guys don't do well, you know, we don't care. We've never had morning programming. We'll throw it away. And right. and it stayed on for 11 years. We switched uh, studios in that time. And so I'm proud of what we built. And I'm proud of being a big part of, of that sticking around. So, um, yeah, I, I have good memories of all of that. I just have bad memories of not ever being able to be myself. Mm. But that's that's the hard part because now people they're like, oh, I want, oh, I miss Golf Channel Holly, and it's like that person didn't exist. Like yeah. that person was a robot, and yeah. and you know, as much as my bubbly personality is real, it's like, dude, you got to, you know, I was just dying inside most of the time, told, being told what to say, what to do, how to act, and so it's there's something to be said for being free, whether other people like it or not. Right. right. What, how's how's your golf game? I mean, I know you were you were on the two thousand a member of the two thousand seven Big Ten Championship Michigan State team. If I, if mm-hmm. I, if I yeah recently. yeah yeah I played for I, for since yeah. I was six years old. Um, you know how's the golf game level. now? How's it now? Like I played in uh, all the AJGAs growing sure. up, and then uh, was a state champion in Ohio for many years in high wow. school. So it was it was a huge part of my life. And went to Michigan State as you mentioned and played there and. Um, yeah, as soon as I got to Golf Channel, everybody thinks that that if you're a Golf Channel, you're like a scratch handicap, but you don't right. have any time to play because you're always working. So right. um, I didn't play there for a couple of years, and now I play more than ever because wow. Oscar is a four handicap, yeah. and he plays five times a week. Wow. So five times a week. Awesome. Like, like if, if there's some kind of crazy trick that God played on me, as tired of golf as I am, he put me with someone who loves <laughs> golf more than anything. Because he's like, listen, he goes, that's my therapy. Like, instead of paying a therapist, I go to the golf course. So yeah. it's the one place he's peaceful and he disconnects from everything. And uh, yeah, he plays five times a week. I go with him. Since I've been with him, he's gone down from an eight handicap to about a three or four just because wow. he had no routine and he didn't focus. You know what changed? Everything was the orange whip. He loves oh, the orange whip. I have a buddy. And I had them. a partnership with them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> That's a throw. And, and uh, yeah, he swings that all the time. He doesn't even need to go to the range anymore. And that like, if he's ever like, struggling on the golf course he swings the orange whip and he's he's back that's his trick so so we're working on his putting we took him to true spec golf and he you know got fitted there and he has his clubs now and he loves them and so he's just he's funny he's funny he 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 lives and breathes golf when i would be happy to not play and stay away from it (laughs) i've i it's a funny trick yeah Yeah. to, to 
to be around it five days a week and spend five, you know, 25 hours a week on it. So, yeah. so your... to answer your question in a roundabout way, my game is okay. I'm okay. about an eight right now. I can break okay. 80. So, you know, Oscar sometimes likes me to really play. So if yeah. I really turn it on and play, I could shoot a 74 still and, and okay. kick his ass. But, um, <laughs> but most of the time I ride in the car and I, and I coach him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm still very involved in it. What's your favorite trip or golf course you guys have played together? He wants to move to Pebble. So um, we're building <laughs> a we're, we're at Pebble every single month for about wow. a week. And wow. we have that suite always um, on the right that's overlooking the 18th green, mm-hmm. always. And um, I think we're just going to gonna buy it because he loves it so much. Um, but yeah, we're at Pebble. He loves Pebble. And you guys will agree there's something, whatever. It's super special about Pebble. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just... I'm in such awe of that place because they are busy every single 10 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Tea time, tea time, tea time. 365 days of the year. Yeah. Like they, it's just incredible that mm-hmm. people will pay that money to go there and to every 10 minutes, boom, boom, boom. So anyhow, he goes and he always gets paired with just like a regular Joe. And it's always it's hilarious. To see like the, the, their faces on the first yeah. tee because they're like, you know, it's uh, yeah and he's like hey what's up and they just play golf and they have a good time and by the end you know everybody everybody's a friend so it's it's cool it's i like that about pebble that uh that it is a public course and uh in la we're members at lakeside which oh, is yeah. like an old, nice. old hollywood like it's in the warner brothers lot like it's just an old okay. hollywood like like every time we show joe pesci's there hanging no. out like, waiting to play and just like a ton of other legends. So it's really cool um, to be there and, and, and then see the different members. And then we're about to move to Vegas. We have a house that, uh, that we built and it's right. almost ready. And he plays shadow that that might be his favorite shadow and uh, oh. Pebble beach. They like okay. rival each other. So nice. when shadow is in season right now, they're like redoing it. Yeah, they're redoing it's it. too hot. It's too hot there right it's, now to play. Yeah. So we're waiting for September, October um to to come back and he'll be there every single day but um as far as the housework like canelo weekend uh september 30th is when the house is almost done so we're gonna have like a big housewarming so i want to invite you guys wow we are so (laughs) great (laughs) thank you they know more yeah oh yeah it'll be fun we haven't figured out the theme like maybe the gatsby theme or like maybe we should do like a caddyshack theme that would be funny so um yeah yeah, we'll invite all of our friends and the big wigs in vegas and and all that because our house is built into a mountain so like wow. think of like the Hollywood Hills. Vegas has done their version of the Hollywood Hills. And I okay. never thought I would ever see homes built in Vegas that are 20 to 30 million dollars. Like I just like you know Vegas. Like yeah. you yeah. never thought I never thought that was possible. But right. all the sports teams are finally coming to town. Right. They have That's the right. F1 race coming up. I mean, they're gonna have every professional sports team, I believe, by the end of 24, 25. Yeah. So it's really cool to see what's happening in Vegas and of mm-hmm. course the taxes. So I think Oscar's actually gonna move Golden Boy to Vegas. Okay. operations there and just bring boxing back to vegas there we go he, now at, an athlete like him they, they work out pretty much their whole life yeah does he, does he still work out like as a boxer or does he tailor his workouts to like playing golf we we like look like we work out a lot but we really don't um he he um i don't know if you remember last year like his abs were trending because he got that the, the lipo abs Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I'm sure that you guys have a photo. It's on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah, his abs were trending. So, like, for six months after that, in every interview, people said, show us your abs. And he would, because he's like, you know, so he got the cool abs sculpting. 
And okay. so I mean, we both got that done. I got mine done five years ago and just kind of like light boat it all out. And we just do enough to, to kind of stay looking good. Um, but he worked out for so many years, so right. hard, like running eight miles with the combat boots on training with the Navy yeah. SEALs. He's, yeah. he's tired. So he's in good shape. And it amazes me because we'll work out for three days in a row. We're like, yeah, we're really going to do this. And by the end of three days, he's running five to six miles, no problem. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's still in him. He's such a, he's just, he's truly an amazing person. I don't know if you saw his documentary. Um, no, I want to. Oh man, you got to watch it. It's, sure. it's a tell all of somebody who was expected to be the golden boy, the you right. know perfect since they were 19 years old and won the gold medal. And then it's like, you know, he, he goes through this life making 20 million, 30 million in a fight and he's 21 years old. And, you know, of course, you're going to fall into different things and celebrity life and, you know, traps and stuff like that. And and everybody still expected him to just cover it all up and just put a smile on your face. And at 48 years old, he started telling this story finally of what his life has been. And mm. it's 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 been very it's a sad, sad life as much as he's had going for him. It's an extremely sad life and the things he's overcome. Um, but at 50, he's, he's doing great. So, so I'm very proud of him and being with someone who is that famous. And I mean, a, I mean, a true celebrity, like now we, we, we always talk about this, like there's YouTube celebrities and stuff. Now, are they really celebrities? Like, I mean, Oscar right. was a celebrity back when there was real paparazzi and real <laughs> movie stars, like on a real red carpet that people tuned in to watch, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I don't think I've ever had a dinner with him or lunch with him where at least two people haven't asked for a photo. So I, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm nobody, whatever I was, I'm nobody. And to see that and see how he handles everything with such grace and that his life is never private is pretty interesting for me to watch. Like, he's like, when I walk out the front door, I belong to the public, you know? And, and he's, hey, 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 like so gracious with his fans. And sometimes I'll be, you know, I'll be like, we always say that I bark at people because, you know, they'll come over for a photo and I'll look at them like, cause I'm eating, you know what I mean? Right. He's just yeah, yeah. so social and he's so uh, patient. And right. so that balances me out, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting life to see someone who is a public commodity and treated that way. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us when the wedding is or where the wedding is or any details? Oh, I think it'll just happen. It'll, okay. it'll just, okay. it'll just happen. I don't think consent. there'll just be a big party afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we spend, you know, 24 hours a day together and it's helps me with business decisions. I help him out with things at Golden Boy. And, right. and I think it's been a really good partnership for two people who have been through a lot. And yeah. I think that it's, it's a good partnership. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful to have him. I'm very lucky to have him to have a partner like that. So I know people gush about their partners and say this and that, but like, I truly found a, a best friend in him who understands me. So I'm lucky and I'm not wow. easy to understand. So, so I'm very lucky. <laughs> well, it's great to hear you guys are so happy and it's Thank great you. to hear about exposed sports, getting off the ground and getting off to a fast start. And we really appreciate you joining us, Holly. Thank uh, you for giving me the time. I appreciate you guys. It's, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, everything you write, everything you guys discuss, and I'm, I'm happy for you for your success as well. And I hope to see you guys soon in person, especially at the housewarming. We'll do a nice oh, in person. We got to talk. It's been yeah. too long since I've seen all of you guys, and I wish yeah. you the most success. And to everybody who's a golfer, yes, I still play golf. 
<laughs> yes, I still love golf. Golf has given me everything that I have, right. but I also want to live my life. So lay off of me or don't. It's fine. I can handle <laughs> all your criticism. I still love the golf world. So thank you guys. Awesome. Well, thank Good you. you. Good Holly. luck with everything, Holly. Thanks again. All right. Very good. Again, I, you know, there were people on Twitter who were, they, they couldn't wait for this to come out. They're they looking forward to some it. Some kind yeah. of like, no, they're looking forward to it, but I think they also thought there'd be some kind of like scandal, like <laughs> allegations against her former employer. I mean, yeah, it's she's still, like she's yeah. still got like the, the talent of teasing, you know, like right. TV. She's TV. a show woman. She's, yeah. Yeah. that tweet she sent out. I can see how someone thought, you know, she's going to dagger Golf Channel and they've right. had pretty tough go uh the last yes. couple of years yes. uh, but yeah i mean you guys just heard it I, I think it was all fair pretty interesting to hear how she kind of hated that life looking back at it and uh you know how how we define success as a society um you know it's just so different than what she wanted and now you know to her she just really wants to make a lot of money and be successful and now look at her she's you know gonna marry oscar de la hoya she's making yeah probably tens of millions of dollars off this thing. Life's pretty good. So let the yeah. haters hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let the haters hate. I mean, in a, in a way, it's kind of similar to the live stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, all these people who are like, how could you turn your back on the PGA tour? They made, look, she says like, yeah, TV made me who I am. I'm appreciative of it, but it was time to move on. I didn't like it anymore. And I make 10 times more money. So look. Yeah. Adapt or die. Right. Tough, tough to, uh, Tough to argue with that with that logic. So uh, good for her. Also good for Dylan Newman. Again, we switch gears <laughs> here on the loop, uh, going from Holly Saunders to, I mean, again, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, Dylan Newman, uh, former Iona golfer. Uh, people know Iona from the basketball, maybe. Uh, you know, he's, he's from the Westchester area group in New Rochelle, went to Iona, which is also in New Rochelle. So he kind of stayed home for that. Um, and then, you know, became an assistant pro playing tourneys on the side, just and that a lot of these guys hang on to these tour pro dreams way too long. Dylan has done it the smart way. I think he, you know, he, he has a real job, but he also plays and look what he's been able to do. Um, almost won the New York state open last month at uh, Beth page. And now he comes back and wins the med open huge event guys. You guys were even had a pool on this. So <laughs> tell me about sick. that. Who, who, who had Dylan in the pool? For each. Dave and I have been doing this. Dave and I used to do this at the med open Gordo with other, with AJ Volpel, who um, yeah, yeah, yeah. on business, you guys know right. with your guys there. Um, we always had a fun four, you know, four player snake draft. Your best three scores count, and uh, wow. yeah, we got, we got Steve involved. Just, just twenty bucks, just to, just to make it interesting. And honestly, it was the most fun I had betting last week because yeah. lost a bunch on college football. But following that, without <laughs> proper shot tracker, just literally staring at a screen and hitting refresh on the uh, the Met Open, um, whatever website they use for that. Yeah, uh, it, it was, you know, quite the roller coaster ride for sure. And, it's like uh, it's like betting on something from 2008, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no coverage. Yeah, yeah. it takes you back. Um, and I'm with you, CP. I cared more about the Met Open than the Tour Championship because we we bet on it. Um, 
two of my four guys, so five guys WD'd, and two of them were two yes. of my four. I mean, just never seen the like of it. I was in the lead until the two guys just That's decided incredible. they didn't want to play. One anymore. of them made, made the cut, right? And then he withdrew? No, uh, no Chris DeJohn probably would have made the cut. Oh, um, uh, yeah. The cut was like well, why? seven or eight over. So what? Well, yeah. One of them made was in headlines because, well, not headlines, but in the yes. class, James Nicholas, who was another really good local player, he had a bad first day, 78. So he knew he wasn't going to win. He flew to Boise to play as an, to be an alternate in the Albertsons Boise Open on the Corn Ferry Tour, one of the Corn Ferry Tour finals. He needed someone to pull out, which these guys are fighting for that. Like no one ever yeah. pulled out of those events. Um, what's his name? Curtis Luck. Literally is on the range, has his tee time wrong by 10 minutes. He misses his tee time, and um, James is right there, takes a spot, and he was in the mix. He almost actually advanced in, in the finals. He he needed a 68 yesterday. He shot 70. I think he finished like T35, but what a wild story. But anyway, he was Steve. Steve was like, I can't believe this guy WD <laughs> just killed I was, me. I was cursing him left and right. This yeah. loser. I mean, you know. <laughs> You yeah. shot 67 on Corn Ferry, and now you can't hack yeah. it. The Met Open and Met Open. Well, we do, and you know, we we like Jane. I mean, we do, we do, we've done some video stuff with him, but that was unfortunate timing for you, Steve. That was tough. Wait, so who won, Gordo or or C Gordo? I had um, who did I have? I had Siegler who won it last year. I forget yeah. where he was my top dog, and then um, Cavalier I had who I think he finished like six or seven over, which was good last week. Yeah. And then Michael Miller. Of course. He, I had our boy who went on. I was going to beat Gordon by five shots, and Miller went bogey double on like 16 and oh, 17. Brutal. And I ended up losing by one because he had his boy, David Pastor, who gritty three under on the final day. Yep. Um, you love it. And then to, uh, I forget who it was it, Theodorakis. I'm not sure who. He's a good player. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I don't recognize the name. And then uh, Gray Boyles from Watchung Valley. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. I mean, the winning score was like 13 over, I think, between our three guys, and I was 14 over. So pretty gutting. I've been losing to Gordon in Met Open Snake Drafts for a decade now. So uh, You were right there. I thought Far from the course. I was excited about a little $40 that was going to go on a college football game, but unfortunately – David Gordon clipped me again because he always does. He sets the terms, terms and who drafts when, and he always wins somehow. Yeah. It's I was surprised no one picked Dylan Newman because you guys always talk about I know. I was, well, I, if I was in the draft, I would have picked him. I was going to say, really bad job by you guys. But it just goes to show what an underdog this guy is because yep. no matter how many times we see him on the board, and again, he should have won the New York State Open, he just like doesn't get mentioned even in that elite tier in this area, but the guy played yeah. in the PGA championship last year. He's, he's, he's legit, man. So. And there were three, I think after two days, there was four guys under par and yeah. he was like leading by five. He was one of yeah. them at like six under. So yeah. wow. yeah, he, he killed it. Um, All right. Sorry. That was the longest intro of all time. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Newman, please have a chat. Uh, listen to our chat with uh, Dylan. All right. Newman. We are thrilled to welcome in the new Met open winner, Dylan Newman, Dylan. Thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Pretty cool two days after uh, after winning uh, our, our biggest major of the year. So, right. pretty good. 
Well, this is awesome, Dylan, because obviously I used to cover you back in the day. You were at New Rochelle High School. Yeah. Um, I was at the Journal News. You were always a great player. But man, it just seems like you have really improved in the last whatever decade or so. I mean, like, is would you kind of say the same? I mean, you were never like, uh, you know, a top prospect or anything like that. And now you're winning these huge events. I see your name popping up all the time. You're making the PGA Championship. How's that improvement been going for you? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I I never thought it, it was out of reach, obviously. Um, but yes, you're 100 percent right. I was I was definitely kind of a middle of the pack uh, kind of player uh, a long time ago, and I just stuck with it. Um, it's always something that I wanted to get better at and 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 win tournaments. So uh, yeah, the past few years I've definitely gotten better each year, and I've noticed it my in my game, my my obviously my results. Um, but, you know, then again, winning is a totally different animal in itself. So um, all those things kind of culminated into, you know, the the skills, you know, getting stronger and stronger and, and ultimately to, to, you know, I mean, we still got plenty, of, plenty of ways to go. So <laughs> you went but, to Iona to play golf. I would have to imagine any anywhere in the Northeast to play college golf. That's got to really toughen you up a bit. And I know. Last week seemed like pretty pretty tough conditions at Arcola. So how much did that you know experience in college kind of prepare you for the, the way you're playing right now? Oh man, we put you're 100 percent right. I played in snow. I played in <laughs> I played in you know uh, pouring rain, freezing cold wind uh, in about five layers. So I've I, I have seen a lot of it in college, uh, even though that feels like a very long time ago now. But um, yeah, you know. It, it it only gets you stronger and, and makes you better. And uh, it did get tough last week down the stretch for sure. And, uh, you know, out of nowhere. But, um, but you know, luckily we held on and, and we just kind of pushed to the end. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. Dylan, I'm wondering where this ranks among your career achievements. You played in the PGA Championship. That's got to be at, at the peak at, as an assistant pro. That That's your goal. But now it's probably bragging rights you know all your buddies in the met section you know to say you're met open champ um how do you kind of compare the two so the pga was definitely probably the ultimate um yeah. ever played in it was it was unbelievable and uh, and i can't wait to be back this met open win you know playing an event and winning a different tournament a, a major is is totally different you know i mean i i've wanted to win i came close at the at uh, at the state open this year um, felt like I probably should have won that one, but, uh, but let it slip away at the end. So to, to bounce back about a month later and to actually finish the deal off was, was huge for me mentally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, now, now I just want to, I, I want to keep winning the big on the big stage and, and, and get to the point where I can play against the best players. I, 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 I love playing against the best players i want to play um you know against against the top dogs and, and see where i stack up and just keep getting better from there so that's kind of my goal well this you answered my next question about bouncing back from new york state open and, and i'm i'm sure obviously that must feel amazing to be able to do it so quickly but uh you know this has been a huge year for pga pros obviously michael block becoming a superstar what uh what did you think about all that and kind of his success and and has that kind of shined a light on you know what what you guys do uh you know day in day out Blocky's awesome he's the man uh yeah. I don't know him too well I I know him somewhat I spoke to him on the range 
a few times down in Florida and, and in New Mexico this year um, before he was, you know, who he is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was definitely, I, I, it took me weeks to kind of get over that. And I was just like, that's proof. You know, it, it was proof to me. It was kind of like, you know, I could do the same thing. There's no reason why we can't do the same thing. I mean, you know, you, yeah, you got to get hot at the right time, granted, you know, but um, I mean, why not? So it was, it was an awesome thing to watch and uh, it definitely motivated me and got a fire under my butt to, uh, to go ahead and go do kind of a similar uh, thing. I haven't, I haven't done the same thing yet. Not even close, but, but we'll uh, maybe, maybe one day. Right. I, I recall I, I used to work for the MGA. I covered uh, a, a Met Am you played in, Dylan. You were the medalist at the Creek Club, I believe it was. And I recall that day being windy, really tough conditions. Do you do you almost prefer it to be, you know, are you one of these guys that wants it to be windy, that wants it to be no. hard on everybody? No, no, I, no I, you're 100% right. You know, I mean, I play down in Florida during the winters, so I do see, you know, all kinds of different uh, conditions and stuff like that. But um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a fair weather player. When it starts to get nasty out there, I'm like, ah, let's go home. But, <laughs> but it's, uh, listen, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the conditions that everybody's got to play, um, you know, and, uh, and you just got to, you got to figure it out. Just, you got to know, really know your numbers and you got to, and you got to know where, the right side of the you know hole to miss on and and uh when it gets windy and rainy and stuff like that all those fine details become so much more important and uh it it definitely gets harder um without a doubt but like i said everybody's got to deal with it so is what it is you know and i feel like you're very well equipped to answer this uh or settle this debate that we often have on the podcast (laughs) about which area has Oh. best golf you're you're from westchester uh played college golf there you now work on long island at meadowbrook club long island is you know obviously such good golf and then you just won the med open in new jersey which yeah. some of us think uh is better than those other two areas so how do you rank those three in order so you know obviously it's unfair to put new york in its own bucket so if you yeah. were to go westchester wow. long island and jersey that is, you know, if you asked me what's better, Florida or New York, that would have been way easier than this. <laughs> yeah, we all agree on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all that, of course. Uh, that's tough, man. I mean, I, although I have had this conversation a handful of times, and New Jersey is probably the most underrated state, in my opinion. Wow. Uh, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Now it's it's just got so many like good ones that that you don't even think about, you know. Uh, Plainfield, Ridgewood, Baltusrol, Somerset Hills, yeah. uh, and and that's not even and you know we're not even talking about Pine Valley, you know. So it's just like and our that one is is one that's not on anyone's radar, but it as you saw last week, it is so so good. Did you know that Arcola is twenty six? I think it was twenty sixth or twenty seventh on like golf weeks, uh, golf courses in New Jersey. I mean, criminal. It is no, no, it, it, <laughs> you know, uh, but. Uh, I think I might have to go with Jersey, honestly, as number one. Number two. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this guy, you made Chris's. It's a loaded question. You can go any which way. You know, I'm from, and there's a bunch of good courses in Westchester. There's, there's a bunch of good courses in Long Island. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm from Westchester, so you guys are going to hate me right now, but I think I'm going to have to go Long Island, then Westchester on top (laughs) 
Wow. The the top courses on Long Island are, it's unparalleled, but I think the depth of really good in Jersey probably put that above it. It's a great debate. No, you're right. No, no wrong answer. Dylan, you talk about Westchester. I just got to say, though, you did not grow up at a Wingfoot or a oh. Westchester Country Club. I mean, that's why I always liked you. That's why I think, you know, the common, more common golfer can relate to you. Tell us about, I mean, you played like public golf growing up in, in the Westchester area, which is, which is not good public golf. It's, it, it's <laughs> right. awful. You can't even get a tea time at these places. Yeah. Yeah. So actually I, uh, my parents were on and off members at Bonnie Briar. Okay. So that was right. right. That was kind of a huge thing for me. And yes, I did have to play, you know, like Saxon and Maple Moore and Dunwoody right. a bunch. I uh, I was pretty close to Wingfoot. Nothing like Wingfoot at all. Not even close, you know. Right. But uh, but it was uh, it is actually right across the street from Wingfoot. You could almost see the entrance to Wingfoot on Fenmore Drive when you play number two and three at uh, at Bonnie Briar. Bonnie Briar, okay. But it was you know it was what it was for me. It was it was you know I, I was there a bunch. I practiced there a bunch. I didn't really have. I didn't really have, you know, that many friends to play with there growing up, um, other than like my grandfather, you know, who would take me out every once in a while, dad, you know, but um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it was what it was. And uh, it, it was perfect for me because I was able to kind of go and get lost and do my own thing and practice short game and, and hit balls in the range. And uh, I fell in love with it there, you know, that's kind of just what I did growing up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was it's been a long journey since then. So all good things. Oh yeah. I was long journey. Obviously you're a former, uh, can from the Cano cup, our, our mutual friend, Mark Cano to, yep. uh, to winning the Met open pretty, pretty long journey before I let you go just for people who aren't, you know, and I'm sure it changes, especially as the, as your level of player has grown, but what's like your day to day, week to week, obviously in, in the winter, you're playing golf in Florida, but like when you're when you're representing Meadowbrook, what like what are your duties there? I mean, do you do you actually work? Do you actually give lessons? Like what what how yeah. does that work? So actually, I uh, it's funny you ask that because I I, were, I was at Brayburn for the past four years, and right. Uh, right. as my as the as the years kind of went on, I um, I kind of worked out a a deal with Nick Yon that you know I just kind of wanted to teach and play and, and make my own schedule because. Mm. We were there all hours of the day from six six thirty in the morning to like six thirty or seven at night every single day, and I was just like, I mean, this is brutal. So um, I I, I kind of I actually got rid of my salary there and uh, and just worked as a teacher slash player. This year, um, that's not the case. I, oh. I am very part of the operation. I work in the pro shop. I help with inventory. I help with you know. I do a lot of teaching. Um, we do tournaments there, uh, and, and I play with members and I obviously play in tournaments. So it's been a very busy year. It's been a great year. Meadowbrook is awesome. The golf course, the facility is fantastic. And, uh, you know, my, my crew that I work with and the guys that are all there, everyone's good at golf. So, you know, it pushes me to, to be better and, and keep grinding. I mean, I, I promise you on any given day, we go out and play matches. Any one of them, any one of us could win. Wow. Uh, like a NASA, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I swear, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Fisher just went out the other day and, and played nine holes and shot six under. I mean, it's like from the tips. Okay. Uh, it's just nonstop. It's great. Um, and, uh, but that has been my role this year. I've been there, you know, a lot, obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool. 
Well, it's not not quite the uh, FedEx Cup check, but healthy little check comes with the Met Open. Is there anything anything on your mind you're looking to buy, or, or is it going straight into savings? Well, I mean, we uh, we just bought a house, my wife nice. and I. Um, yeah, and we're uh, closed yet, so we're working on that. Um, but you know, there was a couple renovations that we that we had in mind that we're gonna do. We were gonna do it anyways. Uh, this just makes it a little bit easier. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a huge help. Great sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So great to catch up with you, man. And um, congrats again. And and look, we're going to see you more. I mean, next year, PGA, what's it, Valhalla? You already got your eye yeah. on that. Like, good yeah. luck, man. We'll, we'll keep looking for you. Well, you guys are the best. I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, yeah, this was fun. I uh, hope to see you again soon. Get us going about the Met. Please get us going. Um, well, anyway, thanks to Dylan. We'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll catch up. Hopefully, he makes in the PGA next year. We can have him on. Um, talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we wrap up, there's no golf this week to predict or to bet on. Really, thank God. All I can you, say you is can thank God. It. Right. No. No PGA tour. I should say. I'm sure you can find it. Obviously, you can find it somewhere else. But um, we usually stick to the tour with the bets. But college football's back i don't know if you're gonna be thanking god cp because <laughs> you already had a rough first week when it wasn't even a real week and now you got the real first week so what do you have on tap for college football especially with it being a, a birthday weekend hey happy birthday <laughs> yeah not the best um went with navy we went with that over steve and i did um that against sam hartman uh, Sammy Hartman for Heisman, I guess that was a solid, next. solid opening. Uh, you know, I mean, it's his eighth year. He he better fucking. It's a it's a joke. It's he like should, they, they're showing him. They got the camera on him. I was with my buddies. We're like, this dude should be like year three in the NFL. He's got like this grizzled beard. He's what is he? Yeah. Twenty eight years old. It's it's kind of he must it's be a joke. playing it. It's not a joke. If he was still on Wake, I would say it's totally <laughs> it, and he's the best. And Sammy H for yep. for Heisman. But, now I'm off him. I I'm rooting hard against him. Um, I can't believe he's a he's a traitor, because <laughs> unlike these other transfers who do it, whatever to get that extra year, he he could have stayed at Wake for the extra year. And yeah. He didn't. Which again, I mean, Jamie Newman did it a few years ago. and went to Georgia and then never he, even played. Never played. Threw, every, threw everything off that year. But like, so Wake has had a QB, you know, go to greener pastures. I get it. But uh, it hurts. So anyway, yeah, exciting week Thursday night. Always this. It used to be Thursday night was the, the opening night. They would give you a good game, and they're giving us a good game this week. Uh, Florida, Utah. I think the Utah quarterback's questionable, or maybe not playing at all. Um, and the backup is also hurt. So it looks like the public is heavily on Florida. So Chrissy Public will probably end up on Florida as well. Um, probably low scoring so hopefully they can keep it within five and a half and then i i really do like nebraska also appears to be a, a public bet but uh i think minnesota lost their um their running back to the nfl he was like their all-time all-time yeah. leading rusher um i think they had a little bit of locker room turmoil yeah the coach got weeks ago. yeah yeah and then nebraska got matt rule they should be uh, i think they'll be good you know it'll take a few years but I think they'll be frisky this year for sure, unlike uh, past years with Nebraska. So that's all I got for now. I, I'm just taking a taking a look at the lines at the moment, um, but excited. This is 
best time of the year. Best time of the year. Um, I was freaking locked into UTEP, uh, who, who they play, uh, Jacksonville State. Yep. Right? I mean, just electric um, last weekend. So now we got all these games. I mean, speak of locker room issues, CP, I'm surprised you're not locked into this game on Sunday. Uh, Rutgers giving six and a half to Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern football, just like, I mean, a joke. I know Rutgers football is a joke too, but at home in Jersey, I mean, the crowd's going to let Northwestern hear it for sure. So I feel like that's a pretty good bet. Um, and I'm, I'm very impartial. Um, when it comes to Penn state, they are, I think giving 21 and a half to West Virginia that over under has come down by three points, but the line has stayed the same. That doesn't make sense to me. So I would probably lean with West Va right there. Um, and Penn State's supposed to be great this year. They're ranked fifth. Yeah. People are picking them to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tend to start slower. They they don't usually play these good teams in week one. So um, I would look at that. I would also look at Ball State. I know my teams very well. Um, I would look at Ball State against Kentucky. Kentucky never beats their opening crappy opponents by a lot. They always struggle. They'll win by like seven or 14. They're giving 26 and a half to Ball State. I think you lock that up. Ball State getting all the points. Like that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's all I got for now. Um, I think we. I think we are looking at a uh, this Utah State team is apparently so horrendous that even Iowa could hang like forty on them, and and yeah. hopefully the defense you know holds them to zero. So uh, it's I think it's minus twenty five here. I think we we're looking at a forty two three joint like uh, Notre Dame Navy was over the weekend. Wow, I mean, how how the mighty have fallen? Utah State was actually a program a couple of years shout ago. Shout out, uh, shout out, Chucky Keaton. Yep. So, right. Myers. you guys got me. You, I, I lost you with the college stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I lost most people. All the people coming in for the Holly Saunders interview are like, "What am I listening to?" Right? <laughs> I got Dylan Newman. I got the Met. I don't even know what the Met is. Yeah, college football. <laughs> Yeah, this is a wild story. This is this might be our wildest show yet. So uh, I'm, I would I'm, say. Excited. I'm excited about that. I mean, girls uh, got girls gone wild got mentioned on this. Got mentioned, this, yeah. This, that that's the wild. first two. Uh, so interesting times. Um, okay, good stuff. Uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up then. Uh, again, thanks for listening. We we teased the guest last week. We we hope it came through. Uh, it, it was Holly Saunders. It wasn't Dylan Newman. We didn't know he was going to win, but we were excited to have him on as well. Um, we're happy Greg Gottfried, our, our producer's back. I think he was following. I joked last week about him following Taylor Swift around the country. Yet, yeah, really, might be true. I'm not. I'm not sure. Jersey Shore. She shut down LBI. She shut it down. Yep. Um, thanks again for listening. Thanks again to Holly and Dylan for for hopping on. Um, please check back next week uh, and and also wish cp a happy birthday see you we're, we're gonna have a, another great guest coming up this week. i know i don't want to jinx it i know i just i, I don't want to jinx it